Welcome to Set for Life with Pastor Ray Jensen. You can find us at setforliferadio.com. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So let's listen from God's Word, verse by verse, on how we can prepare for the coming of the Lord and Messiah Jesus, who died on the cross, so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life if you give your heart and believe what He's done for you. You'll be set for life with the treasure stored up in heaven when you're through. You'll be set for Hi, and welcome again to Set for Life Radio. Today I have with me Pastor Patrick Melcher of Calvary Chapel, Lake Jackson. Patrick, how's it going? It's going great. Thank thank you for having me on the the show. Oh, it's wonderful to have you. I recently saw on social media somewhere that you were going to start a brand new Calvary Chapel Mm -hmm. in Lake Jackson. And y'all were like, we're starting. We have nothing. Right. (laughs) I know what it's like to plant a church yeah and i wanted to get on board and and help and yeah and uh so anyway i wanted to have you in here today to talk about your church and patrick tell me tell me about your church briefly you've only been at it for what two sundays now yeah two sundays and uh so we're we're going on our third um you know we've had a great turnout and uh we love it i mean it's it's so great um you know we love the people of lake jackson and um, we've got to meet some uh, neat people so um, you know, we've had some come from the surrounding areas like, uh, Angleton and Clute and Good for y'all. Things, things like that. So we're excited. We're excited to see what the Lord does down there. Nice. You already had a demand for a Calvary Chapel down there, correct? Before. Yeah, right. So that's actually how we, we got down there. Um, that was your answer to this. That was the answer. Yeah. That was how we were called. Um, you know, I was serving at a Calvary Houston and, uh, probably even within the first year, um, you know, it just so happened the Lord would put me up front, you know, in our receptionist office and uh, we'd get calls asking for, you know, oh, wow. it's, yeah, is there okay. a Calvary Chapel in Lake Jackson or Clute or Angleton, you know, and, and um, right away, you know, I was in there and the Lord says, I want you to go, you know, the Holy Spirit put it on my heart and wow. um, I actually grew up here in Alvin. I actually, when I was younger, I was like, couldn't wait to get out, but you know, now I spend more time here, but right. Um, you know, so I never knew anything south of Alvin, and so I, I just thought it was just cow pastures and oh, things yeah. like that. And well, for 18 miles, it is. It is. You're <laughs> right. right. You're but right. then all of a sudden, you hit Lake Jackson, and bam, yes. you got all these cities down there again. Yes. So there's a big void, and people were literally wanting a Calvary Chapel there. Yeah. Why yeah. do you think they want, and I've got my own answer to that, Yeah. but why do you think they want a Calvary Chapel down there? Yeah, that's a good question. So, you know, Calvary has just... Um, thankfully has a reputation for simply teaching the Bible simply, exactly. you know, just going straight through the scriptures, no fluff. You know, you would think that would be a normal thing, but you unfortunately, you know. When I first got into Calvary Chapel ministry, I realized, oh, I'm going to have to teach line by line, verse by verse. And right. that's my main reason why I think Calvary Chapels are doing so, so well. Yeah. Uh, it scared me though, because yeah. I had preached before and I could bounce around and pick a verse here and pick a verse there right. and do whatever. And the, the problem was I was having a hard time making them streamline all these various verses together. Yeah. I didn't realize, well, that's not the way it's supposed to be. Right. Well, when I got in Calvary Chapel, you're supposed to follow every verse line by line. I thought, oh, shoot. Yeah. I can't skip 
anything. Right. Well, come to find out it's better yeah. because I don't want to skip anything now. And I don't have to frustrate myself with how to outline. Yeah. I talked to a pastor one time. He was new. I said, tell me what is the most difficult thing you face as a pastor? You know what he told me? He said, outlining. Mm-hmm. And I like to fell out of my chair. I said, that's the hardest thing. What? Mm-hmm. And like, You're not following it. Well, thank God we have a wonderful Bible and a wonderful uh, Calvary Chapel group that says, hey, teach the whole Bible. Right. That's what uh, attracted me. And like, you know, early on in, in ministry, I mean, I just thought it was so cool that, you know, these pastors were, um, you know, getting to just get up and just teach from the Bible. And I didn't know you could do that. Like, right. I, you know, I was like, oh, that's a thing, you know, so, <laughs> yeah. um, so I just thought it was so cool. And, and I got an, you know, opportunity early on, um, right out of high school to, to, you know, preach a message and I fell in love, you know, I'm like, wow, this is, I'm learning, you know, and I get to share, I was actually teaching uh, junior hires at the time. And so it was, it was amazing. And, um, and I was just like, man, I can't believe they gave me a, an opportunity to do this. To do you, know? you love it. Oh yeah. Yeah, wow, friends, I want you to hear this guy, Patrick Melcher of Calvary Chapel Lake Jackson, loves preaching God's Word. I have seen pastors that did it because that was just their job. Mm-hmm. They, they would really rather be somewhere else. But guys, he loves it. Patrick, what's the, your website so that people can find you? Yeah, it's uh, cclakejackson.org. CC for Calvary Chapel, right. cclakejackson.org. Mm-hmm. And you are in Lake Jackson, Texas which is about maybe, I don't know, 30, 40 some odd miles south of the Houston area. Right. So what are some surrounding towns if people are listening? Uh, Clute, Angleton, R- yeah. uh, Richwood. Richwood. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember. Uh, so people in that area, hey, guys, you've got a Calvary Chapel in your area, line by line. You know you can trust line by line, but he's not going to sneak his opinion in there because it's really hard to do yeah. when you're doing <laughs> verse sure. by verse. <laughs> I heard a term called pastronaut. Have you ever heard of that? Yes. Yeah. What is a pastronaut? Do you know? They uh, they take off and... They take off? Yeah. And they don't come back. They don't come back. <laughs> right? They're they, gone. They, <laughs> they hit one verse as a lunch pad and they don't come back. Yeah. We're not pastronauts. If we're going to be in Romans chapter one, uh, one week, chances are the next week we're liable to be in Romans two. That's I mean, right. we're, we're going to go right through. Yeah. So Patrick, tell me, your oh, first off, your love of preaching. That's phenomenal. I, I love it too. Right, and it has to be inherently built into you. It has yes. to, the Lord God has to put it there. Patrick, what is your what is your drive? What, I mean, okay. Besides the fact that we needed a church in Lake Jackson, and people mm-hmm. called in on the phone. What about just you? What, what, what's your drive for this? Yeah, just to you know see lives changed by the Word of God. It's the Word of God that does the the work. You know, it's it's not the pastor. It's not you know. Thank God. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That, that's off of me. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that that does that takes a, a huge you know burden off of us you know because we just simply present God's word and and the Holy Spirit takes the word and and does the work and so you know that that takes some of the pressure off for sure but yeah I mean just seeing I think of how God used His word you know to transform my life and so I, I pray you know I, I want others to to you know have that in theirs as well. Friends, hear us out. Uh, I mean, we have, our lives have been so drastically changed by the Lord, and it's so wonderful. We just want you to have it too. Amen. I mean, why not share this? Right. So <laughs> you've got, I've got a guy in the room here with me. He wants to share God's word with you so much that he left what he used to be doing, 
And he went to go start a church in Lake Jackson from from basically nothing. Yeah. I mean, nothing. Yeah. I saw, I believe it was your wife. She posted on social media. Uh-huh. We're starting a church in Calvary uh, in Lake Jackson. And we don't have anything. Right. <laughs> but, oh, that is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was wonderful. She was asking, uh, what should we do? What should we get? Where should we go? Right. And she, y'all were asking from a church plant basis. Yeah. And I've been there. Yeah. And that's how I come to to know you a little better is because yeah. I reached out and said, oh, I've got a list. Yeah. Okay. I've done it. Yeah. So I suggested a sound system and I look and I see that you're, I saw a little recording somewhere that you, you have that sound system. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're meeting in a library. Yes. I've done that before. Yeah. But you are having to stack chairs. Yes. You got to put chairs out and put them away every time. That's right. This is work. Oh, yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. But it's a blessed work. Yeah. You're glad to do it. For sure. Because that comes from your drive. Mm -hmm. Okay, friends, check this out. He's out there with nothing in Lake Jackson. He doesn't have a big building. He doesn't have a giant budget. He just wants to give you the word of God, and he's doing whatever. You really stuck your neck out. Friends, he wants to get the Word of God to you. He wants to preach the Word of God to you. So everybody in Lake Jackson, include Angleton area, I want you to hear this. This guy has a love for you, and he hasn't even met you yet. He's out there waiting to give you God's Word. Isn't this the kind of pastor you want? Go see them. Go to cclakejackson.org. That's right. And this guy is driven for you. What a good deal. Patrick, I want to go to 2 Timothy 4 and 2. It says, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. And it's going to take long suffering to do a church plant from nothing, believe me. But it says in verse three, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. Patrick, I believe we've come to a time that the Bible is talking about where people don't want to hear sound doctrine. They're turning away from the truth. They're going to powder puff, fluffy, sugarcoat pastors. Mm -hmm. You and I have made a commitment to teach God's word verse by verse. Mm -hmm. We're going to preach the word just like it said. Amen. Patrick, what do you feel the world needs right now in this time that they're not listening to God's word? What sort of emphasis does that put to you as a minister who's going to preach verse by verse? What does this verse do to you when you look at our culture today? Yeah, I mean, so for me, I'm a simple guy. I really am. And so just right in the beginning of verse two, it says, preach the word. And that's it. You know, we preach the word. That's where the power lies. You know, and um, I love my pastor used to say, uh, you know, that we're, we're to be waiters. You know, we're like spiritual waiters. We're, we're to take the food and, and take it to the table. We're not adding our own spices. We're not adding things to it. We're just to get the food from the cook to the table without nice. messing it up. Nice. And that's it. Yeah. And I love that because that's, that's you know, that's our heart is, is just simply present the word and let the Holy Spirit do the work, you know. It's easy. I mean, it's easy to, again, as, as we were talking about, you know, when you're starting up, there's, you know, it's hard. It's hard. You're stacking chairs. You're, you're you know, just starting from nothing. But, and so there can be a tendency to want to do a bunch of programs or do a bunch of, you know, different 
activities to try to, hey, you know, in, in, in some sense we should, you know, to reach out to the community. But at the same time, you know, the attractiveness is going to be the word of God. And, and that's where the, again, like I said, that's where the power is. Because a lot of churches are trying to entertain. Yeah. Flashy yeah. lights and fancy things and, uh, you know, hype talk. Uh, yeah. What would you call it? Motivational speaking more than the word of God. I've been to some Bible studies where the guy teaching would talk for an hour and never pull the Bible out one right. time. Mm-hmm. And that's, I'm sorry, that's not doing any good. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like cotton candy. Mm-hmm. It, it touches your tongue and it disappears. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I need yeah. some substance. <laughs> for sure. Don't take me out for cotton candy. Take me out for brisket right. and baked potatoes and Amen. stuff that I can, after I swallowed it, I feel it sitting in there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's the word of God. So, you yeah. know, um, I'm glad you're not into, uh, you said you're simple. Yeah. Simple guys can't entertain. Yeah. I can't entertain. I, I've been, p- kids roll their eyes at me when right. I t- when I tell jokes and they say, oh, dad joke alert. You know, I didn't think that was a dad joke. I thought it was actually pretty good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, okay, I guess I'm more simple than I thought it was. Right. But no, they're not going to get much entertainment out of me. I'm not going to do backflips and, and, and all kind of crazy stuff. I might get a little spirited at times. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And I have had some opportunities before where they expected me and they told me, do a little of this and do a little of that. I said, that's not me. Mm-hmm. That's not me. Well, people aren't going to listen to you. Well, then they won't listen yeah. because it says they have turned their ears away. I'm thankful. I've got a church here like you do that God has entrusted us as overseers to, to preach God's word the way you preach it. Yeah. Simple. Just make it simple and let God's word do the work. So you've given a message and you've delivered the word. Mm-hmm. Now, what is the blessing that has come back to you? Even though you gave it simple, you didn't do a bunch of magic tricks and stuff like that. You gave the word simply. What is the blessing that you have seen from people after you gave them the word, what it did to them or what they have said back to you or what changes you have seen in people? Is that part of what drives you? Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot, I think, in that, um, you know, one thing is just having somebody come up after and say, you know, I was, I was dealing with this or I was, you know, praying about this and, and the Lord really spoke to my heart, you know, during the message. And I'm like, praise the Lord, you know, cause I'm just being obedient, trying to be faithful. And so the fact that the Holy spirit is just, you know, speaking through me at that point, it's, it's just a neat thing to see people, you know, respond. And then to actually migrate, my favorite thing is to see people living out God's word, you know, whether it was directly from a message I gave or whatever, you know, just to see people living it out and, and seeing them grow. Right. And uh, I've, I've had that, you know, I've seen a few, you know, people that, you know, just ministering to giving them the word and then just to see, it's like, wow, they've come such a long way in, in such a short time. And that's, that's the power of his word and the Holy Spirit, you know? So it's, it's neat to see that. And then to be honest, as I'm, you know, teaching, it's, it's, things that the Lord is speaking to me too. Right. So I always tell yes. people, I'm like, I'm preaching to myself. So if you get mad yeah. at me, yeah. I'm, I'm talking to myself as well. So sometimes I say that guys, yeah. I'm talking to me right now and yeah. I'll just unload. Yeah. Um, you know, there was one time I was driving along and there was a pastor on the radio who was just belting it out, man. Mm-hmm. And he was hitting me right in the gut with something I was dealing with. And I had to pull over Yeah. and it's just like, man, it just hit me. Then I, as I came back to myself, I, I was repentant for giving God and all that. I came back to myself. I realized that guy on the radio was me. Yeah. That was me on the, I forgot I was airing. I'm just yeah. listening to the radio and I come across my own show. Yeah. And I was convicted by something I had probably preached five or six, seven years ago. Yeah. Friends, what I'm trying to say 
it's not us. Right. It's not Ray Jensen. It's not Patrick Melcher. It's the word of God. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're here to give you. Patrick, what do you think would happen to us if we preached our opinion from the pulpit? You know, um, you're shaking your head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's, like it's bad. Oh, yeah. It's, it's bad news. You know, it's bad news. And uh, it's like you said earlier, it's, it's like cotton candy. I mean, it. yeah, it might be you know, appealing for a little bit, but there's no substance. And you'll, you'll find out real quick that that, that can't sustain people. You know, I want people to understand we're here to preach God's word. Mm-hmm. We're not here to say you should be doing this and you should be doing that because we say so mm-hmm. we have a standard. We have to go by the standard of God's word. And that's all we're going to preach from. I, I'm looking now at first Corinthians nine, uh, 16 it says, woe to me. If I do not preach the gospel, Mm -hmm. woe to me if I don't do it, like trouble to me. It's a bad deal if I don't preach the gospel. Now, friends, I know you're listening to us two pastors talking about preaching the gospel, and we're like, well, good job, pastors, of what you are supposed to do. Uh, You're supposed to do it, too. You're all supposed to. And we're here to just tell you how to do it. Patrick, I know people that have gone to church for years, and if you ask them how to share the gospel, they don't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. What's wrong? You're getting away from God's word, I think, at that point is like, you know, maybe you haven't had a uh, that healthy diet because it just, when you're taking in a healthy diet of God's word, it's just going to naturally kind of come out. And you may not know all the right verses to say, but, you know, if you know John 3.16 or, that's enough. you know, that's enough. Yeah. And that's enough to start the conversation and, and point people to Jesus. I mean, but a lot of it is just, um, I think, too, sometimes we can overcomplicate it. We can try to do a lot of formulas and things like that. and it's. I don't know if I'll say the quote right, but it was uh, someone say Christianity is like uh, just or evangelism rather is one um, beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. That's it. You know, so it's like, this is what the Lord's done in my life. This is what he wants to do for you. You know, this is this is the this is what he gives. You know, he gives you life eternal, you know, in him. So, um, yeah, I think sometimes it's it's an overcomplication or a lack of, again, just taking in the word. You know, I had a dream one time. I was sitting in a. Uh, you, you mentioned waiters bringing food out. I was. I was had a dream. I was in a uh, buffet place, and uh, my doctor jumped on me. She goes, "Was it a salad buffet?" She has a salad buffet. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a pizza buffet. Right. <laughs> I was at a buffet, and these people came walking in, and they looked like they were starving to death. Uh, they just looked terrible. Had these dark eyes and just scary looking zombie people. And they came to my table where I was eating, and they wanted to know, what are you eating? Mm-hmm. And I told them, well, I'm eating a steak, and I'm eating you know, vegetables here and all that. And they're, oh, 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 would you tell us what it tastes like? And I told them what it tastes like. I said, oh, yeah, what, do, do you have any seasoning on that? I'd explain. I was trying to describe what I was eating. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, hey, there's the buffet. Go get some. And the people all that were surrounding my table it was haunting. It was very scary. Yeah. And the people said, no, you know, we trust you that it tastes exactly the way you described it. And they got up and they started to leave. And I said, well, wait a minute. You need some of this. Go get some and have it. No, no, no. We trust you that what you said is exactly how it tastes. And they left. Now, I woke up scared out of my mind. (laughs) It was a nightmare. I said, Lord, what was this? He said, that's the church right now. Mm. People come in and they say, good message, pastor. We trust what you said is true, but they're not eating it themselves. Mm -hmm. Friends, we're trying to tell you where bread is, not so that we can just tell you what it tastes like for us. We want you to eat, too. That's right. Patrick, should people be in the Word of God? 
Yeah, definitely daily. I mean, um, I even think I, I will say kind of even build on that. Like, you know, a lot of believers may spend time even in the word, but for some, it may be just like a checklist, you know, just checking, checking off. I did my duty. I did what I was supposed to do uh, rather than, you know, realizing, my verse before bed. Yeah, exactly. And instead of realizing like, hey, I get to sit with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So good. And I get to hear from him. You know, I mean, what a privilege it is. And I know I, it's hard for me. I, I'm not a early morning person. Right. So I, I drag, have to drag myself out of bed and turn on the lights to, to get in the word. But I mean, as soon as I do, it's, man, what a blessing it is. It's amazing. You know, young people, they're so into text messaging. Mm-hmm. They're sending text messages all the time. Kids, God sent you a text message. It's called God's Word. It's called the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> Get into it. Right. It's so wonderful. Well, Patrick, uh, for anybody considering coming to your church, mm-hmm. uh, Calvary Chapel Lake Jackson, cclakejackson.org. I want to make yeah. sure I say it plenty of times right, so they yeah. can find you. Um, the, one thing, okay, you preach line by line. That's great. But where are you going? Which yeah. way are you headed? What's your vision, Patrick? What, what have you got for people? Why should they come to your church? Right. Yeah. So uh, as I stated kind of earlier, you know, I, I'm, I'm a simple guy. So for me, I needed to keep it simple. And so I kind of narrowed it down to three things, um, all starting with G. But first thing is just uh, as, a, as a fellowship, we want to glorify. You know, that's my heart that we would glorify the Lord. Uh, first of all, through music. And then secondly, um, you know, through how we live our lives, I was thinking of um, Psalm 33, three that says, sing to him a new song, uh, play skillfully and shout for joy. And so it's just, I mean, we're being biblical when we're participating in the, the worship service through, through song, you know, and that's, that's a, that's a mandate. That's not a, uh, you know, just, just a, something that the Lord throws out there is it's not tradition. It's yeah, it's godly order. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so, um, you know, whether you sing great or not, you know, it's, it's coming together, making a joyful noise together, just singing out of gratitude for, you know, um, uh, just what the Lord has done for you. So, um, that, you know, and I was thinking too, uh, uh, Tozer, I think it was that said, uh, if worship bores you, you're not ready for heaven. Oh yeah! Wow! Yeah. So okay. <laughs> I love that. And so it was can just, I use that? Yeah, okay. absolutely. All right. Yeah, take away. Yeah, yeah. Anytime uh, you know, yeah, use something I'm like I'm gleaning. I'm right. gleaning I, from. Yeah, I shall glean yeah, from you. Glean. Yes. <laughs> okay. Glean away, but both in music and then, of course, how we live our lives. Uh, Romans twelve one. You know, just talking about uh, presenting our our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God. So, you know, again, we want to glorify the Lord through song and also how we live our lives. And then uh, secondly, um, you know, it's our heart to grow. We want to grow. Um, we don't want to stay stagnant. And we do that by digging into God's word and, and then living it out, which we've kind of been talking about, you know, second um, Timothy three sixteen says that all scripture is given by inspiration of God or God breathe and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, correction, and instruction in righteousness. So That's the standard, not your opinion. That exactly, yeah. exactly. So everything we need in this life can be found in God's Word. It's sufficient for everything that we could ever, you know, encounter. So the other side of that is uh, James 1 22, you know, just be doers of the Word, not just hearers only. Absolutely. You know, deceiving yourself. So yeah. it, what good is it if I've given a 45 met, you know, minute message and everybody walks out and just forgets it completely, you know. Thank you for listening to Set for Life. We hope you can join us next time 
unless Jesus returns for us first. Set for Life is the radio ministry of Pastor Ray Jensen. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast at setforliferadio.com. Hi, this is Ray Jensen. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to encourage you in God's Word. If the Bible doesn't excite you, then you're not reading it. I want you to remember that you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life.